This is Armando Santos. Eric Newman. Eric Hansen. This is Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Hi, this is Glenn Case. Nick Perdomo. Nicholas Perdomo Jr. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva. This <laughs> is the Cigar Authority. <laughs> the authority. Are you saying pal? On everything cigar. <laughs> In. I get it. And out of the cigar industry. I know what it entails, and I'm ready to nail it. With your host. You know, you're, you're funny. David Garofalo. I'm funny how? Like I'm a clown? I amuse you? What the f- so funny about me. Tell me. Mr. Jonathan. Damn it. Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. Barry Stump. Sportos and motorheads, geeks, bloods, wasteoids, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. And Chuck Morrison. I am 35 years old, and I live in a van down by the river. It's time to light him up. <laughs> it's time for the Cigar Authority. Light him up, light him up, light him up, everybody. July 18th, 2015, taping on July 14th and broadcasting Live from the Lafleur Dominicana Cigar Studios. And today, we're taping the show because it's Tuesday night and we leave in the morning for the IPCPR Cigar Trade Show in New Orleans. Uh, we have a huge schedule to attend to and we're going to actually go through it line by line. Why? Because of the number two most asked question in cigar shops and we'll explain why. We got Old Fart Freddy, Gentleman Chuck Morris, and a lot more. Welcome, everybody, to this edition of The Cigar Authority. And you are listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes or YouTube where you can set it and forget it on both. You know what I want to do right now is smoke another cigar. Well, you've only had five so far today. We're uh, broadcasting at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, taping for the noon show on Saturday. And um, this is what ends up happening to me as the day goes on. I end up smoking a lot of cigars. So I'm five deep because I needed to get the last five in for the Cigar Journal magazine before I leave for the trade show, and I smoke too much. When I go there. So I take this as practice. That's what I'm doing today is a little practice. So now we're going to smoke two cigars today. The first cigar, uh, Barry, is what? Well, we are going to smoke the Recluse Amadeus. Rock me, Amadeus. Amadeus, Amadeus. Rock me, Amadeus. What they said. The Recluse Amadeus features tobacco that undergoes two years of fermentation. Just by Falco? Yes, it was. <laughs> it was. Okay. <laughs> so the Recluse Amadeus features tobacco that undergoes two years of fermentation and is rolled in two-bar style, as we hear each and every week. The old Cuban way for an effortless and perfect draw every, every time. time. This the, is the cigar, folks. The box press cigar features a shade-grown wrapper with a proprietary binder dubbed MBC, and the fillers consist of Dominican Lajero, Viso, and Seiko, as well as USA, Pennsylvania, Broadleaf. Is that muscular broadcasting company? Like buff dudes broadcasting their bodies? If that's what you want to go with. MBC. The result is a cigar that is rich and flavorful with a smoothness that is undeniably recluse. Today's cigar is six and a quarter by 50, and it retails for eight sixty nine, and it has three bands on it. It has the regular recluse on white and silver. Underneath it, Amadeus, white and silver, and a little silver foot band at the bottom. 
No extra charge for three bands. No extra charge. Okay. So there we go. Recluse Amadeus. We're going to give it a light and a cut and see what it's all about. Right now it is time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And this is the day before we leave for the trade show. This is one of those caps Almost flat, mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. a flat head on it. You only have to skim the top. Uh, they actually and make one that you just squeeze the the, the cap. Um, yeah, they have the canoe size, and mm-hmm. then, oh, it's escaping me. Spider. The eight-legged freak. That's it. It's in the, the, the elf pack. Or something the elf like pack. That. In the elf pack. Uh, yeah. yeah, that. It's a name for that yeah. uh, that shape, and uh, you squeeze it. You could almost do it with this. I mean, that's how flat this head is on the cigar. So, box press shade wrap cigar that you would say, "Wow, this is going to be mild, but flavorful. Very a lot of flavorful. flavor that goes on to it." So, the size that you were referring to is the Sidewinder. Yes, yes that's the Sidewinder. Barry Stein. So, you guys are familiar with uh, boxed cereal, I'm sure. As opposed cereal to your day. as opposed to well, the, I was poor, so stuff. we didn't have <laughs> boxes of cereal. We had so bags you were of jealous cereal. of the people that had the box. Well, cereal. now that I'm an adult, I have boxes of cereal, and I don't even eat them. I just have them to have because <laughs> you can. I hear Ernie Murphy can. in my background because you on the welfare, on the welfare, you're on the, the welfare, and you're. Can I go through my <laughs> summation of my flavor of the week on the cold draw, please? You're going to be wrong, so. This is Special K. You're special. Cold right. draw. Cold draw. Like that generic stuff they used to give you. Just those round ear pop things in, in uh, <laughs> clear plastic bags. <laughs> I never had Special K, so I'm going to go cornflakes. Yeah, see, that's completely wrong. What they're trying to say, folks, is it's toasty. There's a toasty element to this. Mm. Right off the bat, we haven't even lit it yet, which featured lighter today is the Vertigo Vortex. You want to talk about a big-ass tank, Barry Stein? Talk to him, Jonathan. Yeah. This it's like a fat is a big-ass tank. It is like a fat-bottomed girl. Yes. <laughs> that, that's a better name. Wow. The fat-bottomed girl. So uh, this ah, triple, You like a big booty? There you go. This <laughs> triple jet lighter uh, features a dual-action trigger, so when you pull down on the trigger, the top flips open by itself. At fourteen ninety nine. how can you go wrong? This is the way we're going. We're leaving tomorrow morning. There will be a couple of these in my bag, and that's the way to go. You put it in with your shaving stuff. It looks on the x-ray machine, and this is not a don't. don't, If you get caught by the TSA, do not rat me out. (laughs) But I've not been caught yet. The guys on the Cigar Authority told me it's okay. (laughs) It's not okay. We're just saying that... uh, this is what we do. I'll tell you what's BS. Is you that realize you're on the watch list now. Yeah. yeah. They're going to be strip searched. They say that your lighter is going anyway. to explode, and that's why they want to make sure you don't have butane in it. No. It's not going to happen. I've had a how million you, lighters how on How do you planes. think the, li- the butane gets to us? Right. Yeah, exactly. It's how do we freighted. get it? Yeah. I should say that to the TSA guy. I'll put a regular lighter it's, in it yeah. and take it. It's rare to see a Connecticut box press because it's such a... Uh, Delicate. Yeah, brittle yeah. wrapper. But it seems to be good on here. It doesn't seem to be having a well, problem they, at all. They, didn't, they don't hard box press. This is a, a little on the softer side. Only one corner really is sharp on mine. The other three are rounded a little bit, so maybe they're not using as much force. Now, now well, you that would take make the, sense. You take the cereal that you had, 
and you pour some nice cold milk on it. And not the 1% stuff, the real milk, whole milk. When's the last time you drank a glass of that? That's like 20 years. But I'll tell you this. When I was a kid, I liked heavy cream on my... Who are you kidding? You like heavy cream now. Cereal. He's in the hall. I don't even. He's like. He's like. He thinks he's on fire because he's killing himself. Yeah. It's like my business partner said. I should walk around with a mirror so there would be two people laughing. This now it's it's creamy with the cereal. It's toasty cereal with cream on it. Hundred percent. So this is the breakfast cigar. It's very good. Now, this is the Connecticut version of the only version right now of Amadeus, but there will be a new one. While this show is on air, we'll probably be smoking the new one. Yes, we will. Which will be the Habano, the Amadeus Habano. Will it be just a change of wrapper, or is it an altogether different cigar? We don't know this answer. We do not know this we answer. We don't know this answer. We'll mm-hmm. see. We probably- there's, a, there's not an awful <clears throat> lot of information I find about, especially blend information, mm-hmm. before the trade show. Right. Because everybody is a conspiracy theorist. They're all afraid they're going to get ripped off. Mm. You think you've got some conspiracy theories. You wait to hear what's going to happen on this show today. I, uh, I was to reluctant the- to play <laughs> along <laughs> because I don't like having my name associated with, all, with the two of you when we it comes to this We go to, to these stuff. shows, I'm and the rumor mill starts as soon as we land. And everybody's whispering to each other what they saw and things that are going on. You what didn't they hear this hear. from me. So we, yeah, you didn't hear it from me. And this thing, I, I heard it from five people before you told me it. And this thing gets the like this. We thought, just for fun, that we would make up the rumors before we even got there. The interesting thing is going to be when I land. Remember, this is Tuesday. This is airing on Saturday. When we land, before the show even airs, will I hear one of these rumors told to me? Mm-hmm. Hey, guess what I heard? Yeah. Which we have made up ourselves. There's no truth Do to you, it. There's now, no nothing. What's the play at that point? Do you say to the guy, yeah, I made that up <laughs> three yeah. days ago? Yeah, I made that up three days ago. <laughs> Go to the YouTube channel. There's the uh, video <laughs> evidence. Yeah. It's already been taped. This is Tuesday. It's 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, we're making it up, and you're going to hear these things. But how much can we do in one week at the IPCPR? How much can we smoke? How much can we eat? How much can we drink? And how little are we going to sleep is what I want to talk about right now, Mr. Jonah. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you this. We will smoke no less than 30 cigars a day. There will be constantly something lit until the very end, as we talked about before. And we'll go to whatever the equivalent of the circle and, and bar is. And when we talk about smoke, I don't want you to think we're going to smoke from end to end all the way through. Some of the cigars, what a waste it is. Yeah. And I beg the manufacturers in advance, send it to me so I can enjoy it at my leisure and really pay attention. Sometimes they give it to me, and they don't want you to trick or treat. In other words, take a cigar from them and... We're going to smoke it later on because they think, oh, you're going to put prices on them. You're going to sell them. You're going to do anything. They really want you to smoke them. So out of respect, I try to cut and light it. But the thing is, there's no way I can smoke the whole cigar because 10 minutes later, I'm at somebody else's booth and they're taking the cigar out of my mouth. It is a waste. Getting samples at at there and lighting, lighting and burning is a waste and everything. I recommend every year. Nobody did it this year. I recommend you sell, send a little care package and there's a cigar in it. Smoke it at your leisure, Dave. We'll see you at the booth. Here's the booth number. Take your time. Let us know what you think. Because I have to imagine, and I'm 
fairly new to the. I mean, we've been on the air now what six, going on six years. So I've grown a lot as a cigar smoker. Sure. But I, what I've noticed is that the best part of the cigar really comes about the middle, down to that last. Quarter. Yeah, it's really unfair to say something. Yeah. That's why you don't. You know, you hear us talking about early taste and things like that. But at the end of the cigar is yeah. when we want to give you our conclusion. It's not fair. Yeah. Uh, a lot of cigars start aggressive, and then they calm down. A lot of cigars end up building into what it is. People say the sweet spot is at the end of a cigar. It's usually a cheap person because they want to give, like, a reason why they smoke it down, <laughs> you know, to the very nub, but whatever. Yeah. Glad you were going to say something. Uh, and then I forgot. All right. <laughs> so we are going to smoke no, no less than 30 cigars a day. I well, and, we- and there's, there's going to be something going in your mouth all the time. It's not especially you, and that's going to be night and day. Yes, I'm going to leave that one alone. <coughs> yeah. So um, eating, this eating. Is New Orleans, that's what Louisiana. I was. That's oh, where yeah, I was going. Boys. All right. So I am planning on adhering to my diet as closely as possible. I would like. There to are do that one too. or two nights where we're going to go out to <clears> eat, <throat> and if the the guy says, "Listen, the chef's special is steak and potatoes," and that's not really combining those two is not part of my diet, I would probably indulge. But my plan is to come back at the 200 pounds that I'm weighing in at right now. So you are not going to partake in the beignet? I can have a beignet because, as long as I don't have a beignet sandwich that has meat in it. Okay. So, beignet. so I can't combine starches and proteins. <clears throat> That's my diet. Yours is one, Atkins or whatever. The one thought for me you call it. is having a beignet before I even unpack. I may have the cab driver drop me off. Cafe Dumont, yep. have a little coffee, hickory and coffee. a beignet with a yeah, a little chicory. Chicory, that's it. Nice, and it's a square donut called a beignet. It's very French. You're French. I'm French. It's in the French Quarter. You never had one. Never. Oh. It's a good time. All right. It's a good oh. call, Dave. I'm not really like when it comes to sweet type stuff like donuts. I'm really not into that. I've been really so well behaved on my diet, and you and I talked about it earlier. That your taste profile has changed. You actually look forward to today Wasn't when bad. it was lunchtime. You didn't you had a cry salad. at all, no. right? I didn't cry. Whereas a month and a half ago, <laughs> yeah. he would throw whatever he had in his hand either at me or down at the desk and go, salad? Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's just. But it grows no. on you. It's more than salad, though. You do it up nice. I try. It makes it look nice Lots and puts different and things. And now, what I'm going to say about this cigar, just if you guys don't mind us talking about cigars for a second. You're going to classic, the whole show talking about cigars. Classic Dominican profile on this. Mm. Nobody, none of the countries do mild as well as the Dominican Republic does mild. In my I agree. Opinion. Because I agree. there is something about the soil content going on because all of the mild cigars that come out of the Dominican Republic are better than the quote-unquote mild cigars that come out of the other countries, in my opinion. Now, you want to talk about going stronger? I would say myself, I would say you, you're going to get a strong cigar. You'd want a Nicaraguan cigar. Hmm. But if you're going mild, Dominican is where it's at. I think that has a lot to do with the fermentation. I think Dominican in general tends to ferment their tobacco longer where the turnover time in Nicaragua is quicker. So I, that's why you'll get a smoother, milder yeah, cigar. Out a little of more Dominican. raw in these other countries because they're racing it. The subtlety to this cigar. Hmm. Toasty, creamy. Still early on, but it is. So uh, drinking, drinking in New Orleans, somebody, big, big drinking town. That's somebody better have a hurricane for me. That's all I I'm recommend saying. against it. It's all sugar. 
It's big. Yep. A lot of alcohol. Open One carry f- laws. You can carry it in the street. Carry it in the street. You can't light a cigar while you're walking down there. Because that makes sense. 151 yeah. rum. Did you know almost every bar in New Orleans, they have plastic cups at the door? So when you leave, you can pour your drink into a plastic yeah. cup and continue drinking walking down the street. street. Which is awesome. But what? you can't light a cigar? And you can take your top off if you're a girl. There's lewd, lascivious acts, which I have nothing against. Sure. But well, we're going to be, t- we're gonna be discussing something along those lines later on during our asylum segment. <laughs> and then there's sleep. And here's the story about sleep in New Orleans at the IPCPR trade show. There's very little of it because they actually have cigar breakfast, cigar lunches, cigar meetings, cigar trade shows, cigar dinners. Then it's off to the bar after and hours. It's after hours smoking and things till the wee hours, and there's very little sleeping. When I come back from a trade show like this, I'm exhausted, happy to be back at work where I work, but it's less than the amount of work that I get there because it's a job. This is a job, and I know everybody thinks it's a party going on, but there's so much going on. We're going to get into a calendar of events of the things we have coming uh, of our duties at the show and the many hats that we particularly uh, wear uh, uh, going to the show. So I'm on the board of directors of the IPCPR trade show, which means we direct the IPCPR. Not just The IPCPR is not just about a trade show. It's an organization of 4,000 cigar stores, and there's a lot of legislation things that happen and a lot of different things that, that happen in the cigar industry that the IPCPR deals with. So I sit on that board. We will have uh, long meetings for a couple of days about it and try to organize that. I, I think also that was sit- just your way of getting out of setting up the trade show booth. Not at all. I also sit on the trade show committee which organizes the trade show itself. A lot of work entailed to go there, a lot of moving parts, a lot of things that happen. Is this all volunteer? Yes. Pays nothing. And uh, they get their money's worth, believe me. Uh, (laughs) Everybody that's on it, everybody that's a uh, a giving person that that does their three years, and this is my second three-year run uh, on it, I mean, should be applauded because it's a thankless job. Uh, it, it, it's it's so you, you know it, it's like being a, a councilman in a in a town or something. And somebody stop sign. There's a problem with their stop sign. Or right. Me- All you hear is the bitching. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That's it. Nobody's patting you in the back or anything. But somebody's got to do it, right? So we're also displaying at the show. So we are distributing for Selected Tobacco. We are setting up for United Cigar. We have 20 trade show booths, pretty big. Me and Jonathan will be there, along with Nelson Alfonso and his son, handling this. Somebody with 20 booths usually has 20 employees that are there. No, it's just going to be us. Yeah. So we're uh, setting up, building the trade show booth, uh, and setting up and standing there every day uh, and trying to uh, deal with the retailers that are there. If that isn't enough, we are the largest independent buyer at the trade show. So we are buying from hundreds of people and spending millions of dollars while we're going down there. It's a scary thing. Uh, there's so much going on, and everybody wants a piece of us as retailers you know, have a meeting with us, schedule a time for us. There's not enough hours in a day. And uh, Ed Santamaria will be there with us, and he's going to go around from every single booth and, and uh, 
walk the talk and, and uh, deal with the people, but then come back and we're going to be in between of what do you think of this? What do you, you know, just it's wow. crazy, crazy amount of time uh, that's spent doing it, but um, it has to be done and uh, we're going to do it. So uh, speaking of going to do it, right now it's this classic day in classic history brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's Undertones, you idiot. Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Today, July 18th. Don't give me a hard time. It's July 18th. <clears throat> and uh, Mr. Jonathan is the champion. Yes, I am. Huh? Short-lived reign, I'm sure, but I'm in we'll see number what one today. So you're gonna go, words. You're going to go first, closest without going over. What is the birth date of... Vin Diesel, movie actor, screenwriter, producer, and director who won Academy Award Action Star of the Year in his role in The Fast and the Furious 5. Uh, other films included Pitch Black, Triple X, Riddick. Uh, also worked as a bouncer in New York nightclubs when he was 17 years old. Vin Diesel, born today, Mr. Jonathan. 1965. 1965. 66. 66. Uh, 74. 76 will take it. It's 67. I almost put 67. So Barry gets the point. He's ahead. We got three more questions. Barry Stein. Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela, a world leader, South African revolutionary, and politician who radically changed the conditions of apartheid state in South Africa for the better by addressing uh, institutionalized uh, racism and inequality. He served 27 years in prison upon his release in 1994. He became the South Africa's first black chief executive in office. He served for five years. Born today, Nelson Mandela. 1921. 1931. 1930. Nelson Mandela, the Nelson Candela. Bad. With a picture of him on there, I thought it was pretty cool. The Nelson Candela. He has the next big thing. Instead of sun grown, moon grown tobacco. Moon grown tobacco. Grown in the moon. They cover it in the day so nobody can see it, and they let it grow at night. This is all ridiculous stuff, but it actually is true. I don't know. Nah, he was joking around. Or was he? He needs some sunlight. (laughs) Never know. I'm I'm adding adding something to my conspiracy list over here. Chuck Morrison. Ready. Today is Richard Branson's birthday. Richard Branson. You know him. 
Brilliant. These other guys don't know, but Richard Branson is an entrepreneur, um, British entrepreneur who founded Virgin Group, including the Virgin Records, Virgin Airlines, and hundreds of other companies. He bought his own island. Uh, he was named the United Kingdom's fourth richest citizen by Forbes. He's a rich dude. He's a smart dude. Um, and he probably gets a few virgins now and then. I would guess Richard Branson. The risk taker. 1948. 1948. Uh, I'm going to say 1937. 1937. 50. 1950. 1950 for two points. Mm. Are you kidding me right now? Chuck, you were close. Yeah. Don't but, call uh, it a comeback. Two points for Barry. Because you've got, been here for Barry years. Barry has three points. <sighs> There's one question left. Nobody else has any more questions. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. So it's over. But just for fun... I'd like it not to be a shutout. <laughs> John Glenn. John Glenn, astronaut and senator, who was the third American to fly into space and the first American to orbit the Earth, became the oldest person to go in space many years later. John Glenn. One today. 1941. 41. 26. 26. 20. 20 for the point. 21. Ah. So this classic day in classic history is brought to you by Classic Cigars. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. And a quick reminder, if it's your birthday, come into any Two Guys Smoke Shop location. That's Salem, Seabrook, or Nashua, New Hampshire. On your birthday, and they will cut and light a free happy birthday cigar just for you. So that's that. So next Saturday. You're back. I'm back, yeah. Barry's winner. Now I'm back to being the loser. And, and Barry is the champion once again. He had a reign for Terra for a while, and uh, you should have got prepped for it, man. You were the champion. You laid back. Yeah. You felt comfortable. Big mistake. Next Saturday. I have next no Saturday, special guest Castro. Right on the show. Fidel? Steve Castro. No. no relation. He's a retailer in Maryland with 11 cigar stores, and he's the owner of the, re- of the resurrected Lord Baltimore Cigar, we'll talk to him on the show live. He's going to be here with us, and we're going to talk about the after show the, of, of the IPCPR, all the gossip and lots more as a retailer. Cool to bring him in. New cigar. So we've got it all going on with Steve Castro, uh, and we can literally say we've had Castro on the show. Yes, we can. Uh, last week's Duran Cigar Questions, Barry. Well, it's time for the question of the week, brought to you by Duran Cigars. When the question is asked... What are you smoking? The answer should be Duran. Duran cigars combine the best quality tobacco fillers from Nicaragua and Latin America with their super premium Habano Criollo Colorado wrapper. Experience the difference, Duran cigars. Last week, we asked what constitutes smoking a $25 cigar, and Mr. Jonathan politic for a write-in campaign that a solid bowel movement was justification (laughs) for smoking a $25 cigar. And it is. Well, the write-in vote won the campaign. Wow. However, it's A, B, and C were all valid reasons. Job promotion, hitting the lottery, life experience, being marriage, baby birth. Because they're all the same thing. That won. I was thinking that. Just for the record, just for the record, Barry rewrote my question of the week, which had three different things and ended with the bowel movement, and he rewrote it and spread out all the things. Well, two of the three. So that just proves that my original, th- my original question was correct. I left two of the three in. You had a life moment, birth or marriage. You had a promotion or raise. And then your third was a solid bowel movement, which I changed to hitting the lottery. Three things. Which is That's like all. hitting the lottery. 
for some people. Well, 23 people wrote in. I hit in. the lottery twice today. So <laughs> or giving knows. birth, depending on uh, what kind of thing I did that as well. On, on 23 people did write in saying that a bowel movement was ridiculous in various language, some of which we can't say in the air. But five people of your fan club did think it was a valid reason to smoke a $25 cigar. So they're writing. Can, you can write a whole bunch of crap in there? Yeah, I leave it open that yeah. you can write in a uh, <coughs> pun, 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 pun intended. Yeah. And this week we asked the question, what category do you fall into? We see it every week in the chat room, consumers, retailers, manufacturers. Oh. Let us know which category best describes I wanna you. I want to know this. The question of the week was brought to you by Duran Cigars, and as always, you can vote on the right-hand side of the CigarAuthority.com underneath the Duran Cigars advertisement. When the question is asked, what are you smoking, the answer should be Duran Cigars. I have another... Experience uh, the difference. I have another question for you. Sure. Are you a mild smoker, medium smoker, or full-bodied smoker? Huh? Huh? That'll be the week after we'll ask that question. There we go. Or all of the above. Right. Ah, right. Which I fall under that category. Yep. I am all of the above. There By the way, are. the finish on the cigar is brilliant, guys. I like it. It's, it's clean. It's got a refined spice to it. Yeah. I've only smoked it in the Sidewinder. And as enjoyable as it was in the Sidewinder, it does not do it justice as it does in a more traditional Vitola. This cigar is a great breakfast, first cigar of the day. Smoke. You can it's see my, it's my fourth cigar, and I'm still enjoying it. It is my sixth cigar and my best cigar of the day, unquestionably. I don't know what I smoked before because it was all blind cigars for Cigar Journal magazine, so I have no mm. idea what I smoked, all kinds of different strengths, and who, who knows what it was. This undoubtedly, I'll be very interested to know what it is, but this is, it's not even close. This is so far ahead of the other cigars that I just rated and finished. Um, and it's a mild cigar, and I smoke this many cigars in the day. Yeah. And some people will say, well, you know when you smoke a lot of cigars, it's something you can't taste or whatever. I can absolutely taste the yeah. subtle. I got vanilla hints, almost like, uh, and I'm not big into this, guys, like these guys are with it. <laughs> but how about this one? French toast. Ah, you get the little hint of vanilla in there, maybe yep. a hint of nutmeg. French toast. A hint toast. of the spice that shall this not be is, named. This is breakfast. But like the first piece of French toast that gets a lot of the egg absorbed into it. I don't know how if that I don't even know if that's how you make French toast, but it's how my mom made yeah, it with an egg. Yeah. yeah. But it's like the it's not the last piece when there's almost no egg left in the bowl. It's the first piece. You know what I almost have you got maybe it's just because you mentioned cereal and it's subconsciously uh, affecting my, my, my palate right now, but I'm getting cinnamon toast crunch, which is kind of like the French toast. Yeah. Toasty, but there's like that Yeah, there's a little cinnamon. Vanilla Boy, cinnamon yeah. This is Right there, man. This is good. It's very good. Yeah. This is good. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll go through the day-by-day schedule of the IPCPR just to give you an idea of what we go through and see if you want to be in the cigar industry. We'll give you the answer to the number two, second-most question asked in cigar shops across America this week and every week when we return. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network.
an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium Diamond Crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Mr. Punch is back with a new cigar that keeps it true to his name. Introducing Punch Signature, a flavorful, fuller-bodied cigar from Punch featuring a specially cultivated Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper and rich Nicaraguan fillers. The wrapper brings the deep history of Ecuadorian tobacco and punch into the present with this new exciting leaf. You're not going to see that wrapper anywhere else in the market, so you owe it to yourself to grab one today. The new punch signature, true to its name. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Think you got it? Okay. Do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah. They're delicious, too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say, it's La Giana Havana. Oh, yeah. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage... May we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? 
writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose Hi, this is Pete Johnson from Top Hawaii Cigars, and you are listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we're back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios, high atop a two-guy smoke shop, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority, a weekly broadcast now over five years running about cigars and the nonsense surrounding them. You want nonsense, this is the right show to tune into. Come to the right place. We have accomplished a lot of stuff in just one week, and we'll go over it and uh, see if you're interested in getting it. What is this? This is your editorial and Oh, okay. (laughs) The second most asked question in the cigar industry. That's what we're going to talk about. Uh, Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. If someone else had done that, what you just did, wondered what the hell was going on, you would lose your mind and recommend that they perhaps read the copy in advance. I wrote it. (laughs) I wrote it. That's my argument to you when you give me a hard time. Sometimes you just get flustered. And I have to say, damn you, because I'm sitting down having dinner last night, and in the middle of dinner, my girlfriend starts singing the Jose Dominguez. It happens. It happens. And then we're watching Breaking Bad, and then there's a scene where, where Walt White is in his underwear. And she can't stop thinking about Mr. Jonathan at that point. Wow. It was a very disturbing evening. Well, that least, happens, too. At least you know she was moist. Oh, my God. You know what? I'm going to be debonair. <laughs> <laughs> As you should. Okay, so day-to-day schedules of um, going to IPCPR. We're going to leave tomorrow morning. I got a 6 a.m. wake-up call. You have a wake-up call at home? No. No? no. You just wake up? How do you have... A wake-up call. I have an alarm. Yeah, I don't like the alarm. It startles me. (laughs) (laughs) But the phone ringing in your room doesn't. The phone doesn't ring. Somebody gives me a little little nudge. A little nudge. So uh, 6 o'clock, and then um, I'm going to meet you in the morning. We're going to get a ride down to Logan Airport in Boston. Nice. Where we will board uh, an airplane, and we will get to New Orleans around 2 in the afternoon or something like that. Yeah. Drop, drop off, get a beignet first, cup of coffee. Obviously, yeah. Drop our stuff off, and then uh, it's off me to the president's reception for the board of directors. And for me, I'll be going into the trade show area, sweating my you-know-what's off. Yes, you're building the up. booth, uh, put it together. Um, there's um, 16 booths there, four over there, and 
Um, there'll be no tools. And if memory serves me correct, in the convention center in New Orleans, they don't turn the air conditioner on until the day of the show. No, no, they turn it on now because I'm on the board of directors. I remember, I, stopped. I remember when that I, stopped when the first cigar, time. Somebody passed out and they had them yeah. in the ambulance. Can you imagine? Yeah. yeah. You know how much it costs to turn the air conditioner on? They said, I said, I don't care. Turn the air conditioners on. Are you kidding me? Is there smoking These are the people that paid. while we're setting up? These are the people that paid to right. put the air conditioner on. Yeah. Is there cigar smoking during setup? No. The, what? what? No. Unfortunately, no. Not until the day of the show. Wow. Well, the same thing happened last time, too. Unacceptable. Yep. Can't do it. I'm, if you weren't getting pay, if you weren't doing it for free, I would recommend cu- a cut in pay. <laughs> so I'm going to try to get out of there as soon as I uh, have that uh, staff thing and try to help you. I think you're allowed to stay there till midnight. Oh, perfect. So uh, I'll get there as soon as I can, and we'll wrap up whatever we can for that day. Thursday, 8 a.m. to 5 o'clock, I have a board of directors meeting, 8 to 5. Ouch. Not 9 to 5, 9 hours long. Um, at that time, registration is going to be beginning, 9 to 5. You can go get the badges and things like that. Also, How do you get in without the badges if you haven't registered yet? You as the, um, because you're going to wear two different hats, you not as Two Guys Smoke Shop, but as oh, right. United Cigar, different you're going to get in there. Gotcha. Uh, but you need the other ones. Um, and after 5 o'clock, I got to go wash up and do whatever I got to do. And then I got to go to another dinner um, of past president's dinner. And when I get done with there, if I get, I'm going to be in the French Quarter Somewhere, so whatever that means. Um, is there going to be gonna, a lot of driving around? I'm not going to. I'm not going to be helping you. It's going to be the point. You can't that. drive in the French Quarter. You get dropped dropped off at the beginning of the French Quarter, and then you have to walk through it. In there's the heat, me, there's metal posts on Bourbon Street that cars can't go past a certain point. Huh. Uh, Friday. I don't like this. Registration opens again at nine o'clock. Setup begins at eight p.m. And this is on Friday, eight till complete. You don't leave till it's done. So I'm going to be there at 8 o'clock with you. Okay. And we're going to get it done, and I want to get it done as fast as we can because at 11 o'clock, how to get and keep good customers hmm. is going to be one Dave of the Ratner. seminars. That's good. That's at 11 o'clock. At 1 o'clock is Tobacconist University, how to benefit by learning things, how to benefit from them. Looking forward to that. My good friend Jorge Armitros. Absolutely. At 3 o'clock is 12 things to do as soon as you return to your store. I'm interested in that. That's good. Okay. Uh, that's at 3 o'clock. And at 5 o'clock is government affairs briefing in cocktail hour. This was very smart. This is running from 5 o'clock to 10 o'clock. So at 5 o'clock is going to be the briefing of the government stuff and what's happening with FDA and your states and all the different things that's going on. Immediately following while you're there is heavy hors d'oeuvres. Uh, cash bar, and um, networking with the different manufacturers like we normally do sure. each year. But now they, they incorporate it because they want everybody to hear about legislation. No more surprises. No more, I didn't know about that. You, you're there. We know you're going to show up at the cocktail party. You're yeah, going to be there. Lushes. Uh, and it's going to go till 10 o'clock. At that point, back to your room, whatever. But most people end up going at that point to the bar and they end up staying late. But hopefully we go back. And at 8 o'clock, 
Um, you can go back into the trade show area, or you can go to the opening breakfast with the keynote speaker, um, which is that crazy guy. Uh, I forget his name. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, whatever. Uh, trade show opens at 9.30 for VIPs. So who's a VIP? A VIP is a retailer, and if you're a retailer, I know you're listening, that gave at least $100 to the PAC, Political Action Committee, mm. to it. And you're going to get in an hour before everybody else. That is short money, man, to get in an hour before everybody else and take care of business. I'm going to tell you right now, the most you're allowed to give is $2,500, which is what I will be giving. And I urge everybody else to give till it hurts. Yeah. yeah. This is important. Well, and not only that, but there's some trade show uh, booths that uh, some companies that give you whatever the, the incentive is. If you can get there in the first hour, right. you have an, actual, right. an extra hour advantage. Correct. Mm. Correct. There's, there's deals that manufacturers put on there because retailers only have so much money to spend. So if they can get the money as fast as they can, they can, you know, whatever they're going to do. So, uh, yes, positive. It's good got to be be very careful as a retailer you know you can really go broke early yeah go broke early is a nice way to say say it on what i was going to say so uh trade show stays till five o'clock and uh then we are off to the jc newman voodoo lounge at the house of blues nice looking forward to that and uh that'll go till whatever that goes to sunday uh state association breakfast so if you belong to a state association 8 a.m is breakfast 8 to 10, 10 o'clock the trade show opens, it stops at 5 o'clock, and uh, then we have to go put on our monkey suits because it's the Davidoff Golden Band Awards. And that'll go till whenever, very yep. late. And uh, you'll have to help me carry all my trophies back. And then... Uh, <laughs> well, I noticed a couple of trophies up there on the uh, table. There we go, that's from last year. Uh, Monday is um, the half-day show also known as the waste of time um no it is not the half day show monday is a full day again 8 8 a.m is uh, a meeting i have to go to at 8 a.m 8 to 9 30 which is with the manufacturers for the board of directors yeah to say they're, they're bitching time to bitch at us and tell us what's wrong or hopefully say we loved what you did but it's the bitching time <laughs> 10 o'clock the trade show opens we'll be there till five o'clock um, and at 7.30, we have the IPCPR Cigar Bash, which is uh, at Mardi Gras World, and uh, there'll be buses that'll take us to that, and uh, the band America will be playing there. Nice. Tuesday morning we get up. I have a board of directors meeting at 8 a.m. again. The trade show opens at 10 o'clock, and the trade show closes at 1 o'clock. It's a half day which gives us plenty of time to break down all day long yeah, uh, until the wee hours because we only have that day to break down because the following day is departure day. Um, and, um, and that is because of last year's red-eye flight. Yes. Mm. That was the biggest debacle ever. Also <laughs> Three-hour de- layover because somebody's tray table wasn't able to be locked That's right. in the uh. upright position. So also, uh, I will uh, meet with the state association people. Uh, I will meet with Cigar Media, because I'm part of that as the uh, Cigar Authority, uh, somewhere in between all this mess. Also, we're going to probably buy a crap load of cigars while we're there and interview people for the Cigar Authority show, because we have so much time in between. I have an idea. Yes. For the Cigar Authority. Yeah. Is if we could put a, a hidden mic on Mr. Jonathan. 
to capture some of these pitches that you get. And maybe at the end, if it's a successful pitch, in other words, you say yes, you take on the brand, we could say you, this, was, this was recorded. Can we well, get your permission and use the audio? Wouldn't it be interesting to see the, the, some of the people, the crap they lay yeah, on that, you to try to do it? I'll tell you this. The answer is almost always no. And it, I know in advance going in, and Ed knows in advance going in, what we're going to take. Yeah. It almost doesn't matter. How because we really did our homework. You right. heard it last week, folks. Yeah. I mean, we went through. I mean, there's literally 100 new brands. We can't take them all. When there used to be four or five brands, I used to go in and say, everything new. Take everything new. There's 100 of them. Mm. Yeah, can't. You can't do it. And say there's five sizes of each 100. It's 500 cigars. You should, yeah, you 500 facings in a store that only has 1,100 facings. It's yeah, impossible, right? Ridiculous. Yesterday, we debated it all, all of us. And, yeah. You know, we each got to put our input in. Which one of you was the master debater? Going to leave that one alone, too. Barry yeah. had his things. He had his points, and, yeah. and we caved in a little bit with you, right? Yeah, which I was some. really appreciative yeah, of. Yeah, you got some. You got some in, but some ain't going to happen. The only issue is what happens when it doesn't sell, Barry? He what do you do them. then? Well, then I will. Do you glad- buy them? <clears throat> I will gladly eat crow. Said I was wrong. Hope that we can move them during March Madness or at some point during the year. And if not, we I'll all stop make buying one at a time until they're gone. Yeah. They listen. We all make mistakes. Uh, that, that's what happens. You don't know what's going to happen to to the manufacturers and all the different things that are happening. You don't know for sure. But what you do know is when you're being gentlemanlike about doing it or not right now while you're enjoying life for its fullest, it's important to be debonair. Pay attention and to this, this one, is, Dave. This, me? Yeah. Really? Okay, here's gentleman Chuck Morrison. Do you need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. you need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies. Fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pump up the volume. You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with... Wait for it. Suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen, from time to time, we find ourselves in a position where we have to give criticism to another person. Now, this can be an awkward task as nobody inherently likes to receive criticism, even when it's true and even when they need to hear it. So if you want to deliver criticism in an effective way, in a way in which the recipient will actually listen to you Hmm. and you can have a constructive conversation, you need to be deliberate on how you go about this. So, Dave, here are five steps on how to give effective criticism like a gentleman. And make them listen. The biggest part of delivering effective criticism is to ensure that the recipient doesn't feel defensive. Feeling defensive? So that they'll actually (laughs) listen to you, right? (laughs) So step one is to go in cool, calm, and collective, right? Before you begin to give your criticism, make sure you have your emotions in check. If you go in yelling and banging your fist on the desk, you might solve the problem on the short term. However... You'll miss out on the opportunity to solve any underlying issues. Dave calls that coming in hot. (laughs) The key is to keep your tone calm and collected and free from any anger or sarcasm. I call that Monday. All the way through. You never want to be whiny or snark with your criticism as no one wants feedback from a petulant child. Number two, 
Dave, you're going to like this one. Make a criticism sandwich. Oh, yeah. Delicious. The, the best way to deliver criticism is Between two slices of whole bread. wheat toast. Whole wheat. Is it a sandwich? <laughs> so what you do is you start off with something positive to say about the person or about their work. I'm, and then you go into the criticism. I'm positive you screwed up again. Mr. Jonathan, you've got a great bald head. Now let's talk about your screw-up. <laughs> and finally, ending with another compliment. So the sandwich is compliment, criticism, compliment. A compliment sandwich, right? <laughs> People are far more likely to listen to you if they don't get the impression that you hate everything about them. Okay? Number three here is be specific. Make the middle part of the sandwich, the criticism, as specific as possible. This is vitally important. Telling someone this is stupid or this is wrong or you're an idiot isn't helpful. Instead, explain exactly how the work could be better. Number four, criticize. Taking notes? Are you writing this down? (laughs) (laughs) Criticize the action, not the person. Write that down, too. Keep the person as separate from their mistakes as possible by criticizing their actions instead of their personality or character. Just because someone makes a mistake and, or has and there's a bad no need to bring their family members into it. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you <laughs> stop talking about my mom. Yeah. <laughs> Just because someone makes a mistake or has a bad habit that does not make the person an idiot or an irredeemable failure. The fact that she refuses to put in her teeth and never wears a bra <laughs> yeah. is of no consequence to the conversation. We all have bad days and bad habits, so to depersonalize your criticism, instead of making you statements that focus on blame. Make I statements that express the effect of someone's behavior or action. So instead of saying you're careless and lazy, say something like, you know, these typos really hurt a professional image. Or instead of saying you're such a slob, you could say something like, I feel stressed when I come home and the house is a mess. All right. Lastly here. Because they're supposed to understand that and they're going to make a change because you say I feel stressed when the home. Exactly. Exactly. But but you think this is going to work. It should be. These things are going to work. It should work. Yeah. Well, the other step. way isn't working. People keep screwing up. So you may want to try something different, like the Cuban embargo, you know, 50-something years of it going yeah. the wrong way. Yeah. The last step, the final step, is to follow up. If and when possible, inappropriate, follow up after giving your, crest, your constructive criticism. Your criticism won't do any good if the person doesn't put it into action, right? So schedule a follow-up with the person who you've given the feedback to. Say something like, hey, how about we circle up next week to see how these changes are coming along or answer any questions that you might have. It's executive speak right there. Let's circle up. By letting the person know you'll be following up with them, they'll be more than likely to get their button gear and make the needed corrections. That's the gentleman's way. It's a long one, but it's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question always is, gentlemen, are you debonair enough? I hope so. I need, I, to, uh, I need to work on that crap. I actually am. I think I'm pretty good there. I think I'm pretty good. Yeah. In management, it's important to... Deliver the criticism again in a way. I, I well, that's the I've, issue, as Dave says all the time, that he's not a manager. He hired managers. There he is. That's, yeah. And so he doesn't have to do any of that crap. But you do. Because I know I'm bad at it. <laughs> it's Richard Branson 101 right there. Baby. I know I'm bad at it, so I, I hire somebody else to do it. And Brilliant. when they don't do it, though, I got to do what I do terrible and do it my way and yell at the guy that's supposed to make the thing happen. Why are you looking at me? Because you're the guy. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'd rather have the guy that's straightforward than the guy that beats around the bush. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. No, but that would be, listen, if you're screwing up, I want you to say, hey, Dave, you're screwing up. 
Yeah. I don't want you to tell me, you know, uh, you got your hair looks good today, and then say, not that, you know, no, it, it's not it, the hair looks yeah. good today. <laughs> you don't compliment their per, their yeah. personal appearance. The sandwich, think the sandwich. Well, let's take personal appearance. If somebody were dressing like a slob, you wouldn't say you're dressing like a slob. You would maybe say, you know what? I noticed that you got your hair cut the other week. That's awesome. You, you're looking sharp there. What we really need to focus on now is also shaving and bathing. And after that, you'll look good, you'll feel good, you'll smell good, and you'll get a better response out of people. And then it's better than that's saying you're a That's an open-faced sandwich, though. That's an open-faced sandwich. You've got to close it. You've got to close it, yeah. yeah. And I'm the only guy with the 6 o'clock shadow as he says this, so I'm a little nervous right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a barbershop in uh, Nashua that's unbelievable. Yeah. VIP. Uh, I go to this place in Derry. The guy's a little bit of a preacher. You know, he's always wanted to be a priest or what have you. To shave? Oh, so to get the haircut and the guinea facial, which I call it. I, I have done that the years best. and years. But you get a whole sermon while you're you in the chair. You have a man giving you a guinea facial? Yes. All right. The hot towel, the hot shaving cream. Yeah, the right way. The straight edge razor. The right it's way. a whole different kind of facial than what I was thinking. Oh, really? Okay. I'm just going to go back to went, well, you went to the wrong. Cigar. You went the wrong way. <laughs> What we did do was go the right way of lighting the cigar up. Yeah, the Recluse Amadeus. This is the Connecticut version. The, the only version there is until this the week. Trade show, yeah. The trade show will be the new one. Change. So, Are you going to pick it up? Can you reveal that? Or is that suspense? Am I going to buy the brand? Yeah. I would say yes. Good. Well, I mean, if you base it on, on past performance, the cigar sells well. Yeah. It smokes well. Yeah. You can put it in someone's hand that's looking for a mild cigar, and know that they're going to be happy. And I'll tell you this. We have customers that typically smoke fuller-bodied cigars, mm. and this is their breakfast I cigar. I can see that. I want a mild box-pressed cigar. Where are you going to take them? Is there any other choice? Have you ever been said, had anyone say that to you ever? Or a guy likes mild cigars, and he says, I want to try something different. This is different. Boom. It's a box-press. It's different. He probably never. Is there another box-press Shade cigar? There is one that I know of, and it is Perla Del Mar. Mm. Another good choice. Yes, it is. Mm. And how much are these cost? Eight bucks. Yeah, these, this particular size is eight seventy nine. The Robusto is seven seventy nine. Uh, the six by sixty is nine seventy nine. Great, great eight dollar cigar. Yeah. Mm. A little underpriced, even. The burn is good. Don't say underpriced because we're going to a trade show and we're trying to. <laughs> if they're listening, we don't know. We're going to know uh, this week on the on the Duran question of the week how many uh, manufacturers are actually listening to the show. We pay attention. They're listening. I know you're listening out there. Uh, when we come back, rumors will be popping up all over the cigar industry. Before the show, we're going to make some up. That's right. Based on our experiences, plausible rumors that we're theories. We're gonna th- we, let's call it theories, theories and not rumors okay. because rumors could p- be mistaken as we actually heard this. Not at all. We heard we, none of this. We this are theorizing about the, what might happen. We're at the just trade having show. fun because we have no content for the show. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna hit the mailbag with your questions and our answers. We got old Fat Freddy and lots more when we, when we return. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And when you're getting rocked by this. Armadeus, and you've learned nothing else in the last five years or the last hour, keep the lid end out of your mouth. We'll see you right back here for hour number two on the United Cigar Radio Network.
truly bold cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout, and you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action, adventure, and bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar & Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? What if La Gloria Cubana stopped at the legendary Siri R? One thing's for sure, they wouldn't have created Siri R Esteli. Discovered on a Nicaraguan mountainside high above the Jalapa Valley floor, this extremely flavorful Nicaraguan puro combines a Jalapa Soul wrapper with a bold combination of Visos and Lajeros. It's a medium to full-bodied cigar that's worthy of your discovery. Learn more at LaGloriaCubana.com slash what if and find yours now at fine tobacconists everywhere. This is Jonathan Carney with the Florida Vancana. I'm J.R. Dominguez. This is John Hart. This is Victor Vitale. Hi, this is Pete Johnson. Steve Saka. Hi, this is Phil Zangi. This it's a little bit of shake is the Cigar Authority. And faith. The authority on everything cigar. In. And out of the cigar industry. Do it. With your hosts. That's a lovely accent you have. David Garofalo. New Jersey. Austria. Austria. <laughs> well then, good day, mate. Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Mr. Jonathan. Dear Lord, baby Jesus. Or as our brothers to the south call you. Hey, Zeus. We thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of dominoes, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. Barry Stein. That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> and Chuck Morrison. Is this your place? No. No, 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 no. No, I live with my mom. Oh. Yeah. You hungry? Hey, Ma! We get some meatloaf! It's time to light them up. There's no smoking in here. It's time. Oh, it's all right, darling. I'm a volunteer farmer. For the Cigar Authority. Hey, shake and bake, gal! Woo! Shake and bake! Do it. And we're back with our number two broadcasting live from the La Florida Dominicana Cigar Studios. And in this hour, rumors 
Well, you don't want to call them rumors. You want to call them theories. Theories. We're theorizing, we're about theorizing what may happen. of what we're going to make up of what's going to end up happening. We're going to smoke a cigar, possibly for the last time ever. And uh, I don't know what else because my notes are all messed up here. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Man, all I heard all week was how much work you put into this, and it doesn't even look like you read it. I love Either it. Either did you. I did read it, but I didn't read it your part. I read my part, which is in red. You are listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world. The same part that's in there that every is single always time. Two hours broadcast every show. on location. And we're the it's only show changed. that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist. We demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you too can ignore David and Chuck. I remember I had to take all the stations off because he couldn't do the station ideas. You, uh, you can watch us live. Yeah. Or you can catch the podcast on demand at any time. You simply find us on iTunes or YouTube where you can set it and forget it on both. And we got Johnny McGuire checking in via text saying uh, that he is listening to the show and... All he can think of is the Jose Dominguez jingle. There we go. a boy. It is called an earworm, Johnny, and uh, we are oh so happy. Jeremy Soares from head. My Father's Cigars in the studio audience today. Yep. And dropped us off a special cigar I can't wait to try. The Boston Strangler himself. I will smoke that cigar tonight before the show where I can enjoy it. Yeah. And then make my decision whether I'm buying it or not. But I just heard the pitch. Now, there would have been a pitch to, to listen to. Yeah, really. And we are buying it. Because the pitch was that good that we are absolutely buying it, and I don't even have to smoke the cigar. Because it's a cigar that uses a wrapper that's never been done before. Grown in Connecticut. Habano Habano 2000 seed. Grown grown in in Connecticut. Connecticut. I looked at it, and I said, Connecticut? I said, it's way too dark. He goes, you didn't listen to me. Yeah, it's not not shade grown, and it's not broadly. And it's not dark. It's... A sun-grown wrapper, grown. I'm very interested to try it, uh, and, and I wish I had uh, had it a little earlier, and we could have made a part of the show. But uh, good-looking stick too. I mean, that's looks pretty cool. We're gonna yeah. see. It's the uh, so what is it called? It's the Centurion H2KCT or Habano 2000 Connecticut. Very cool. Good story. <clears throat> Good story. All right, I'm putting down the Recluse Amadeus Connecticut box pressed. I'll Rock give it. I'll give it a two thumbs up from me. Yeah. Very nice. Great daytime, uh, early day cigar, and uh, would have been perfect if we were doing the show early, but we're doing it later. We could have went to a stronger cigar. But what we're going to smoke right now is a cigar that is probably the last time we can smoke this cigar, unless I can pull off a, a, a double hit here. Barry, what are we smoking? Well, we're about to light off the Davidoff Golden Band Award cigar. And uh, for Davidoff merchants, one of the highlights of the IPCPR is the annual Davidoff Dinner, where awards are handed out. Last year, our own David Garofalo was given an award for his service to the industry. Each year, David travels to Washington, D.C. on his own dime to walk the halls of the Senate and lobbies to protect our right to smoke. This is just one of many things that has earned him the award. As a recipient, he was given the opportunity to purchase the Golden Band Award Limited Edition Which is marketing cigar. genius. Marketing yes, genius. I win the award and I get to buy them. Yep. With new yep. awards being given out next week, unless there is a repeat performance, they will no longer appear on the shelves of his shops. It's available in one size and one size only, five and a quarter by 52 Robusto, which features a Yamasa wrapper. Over Yamastan. The- 
Thank you. Over Dominican binder and fillers, and they carry a 2150 MSRP, and I have smoked more than my fair share, and I personally feel that they are worth every penny. Hmm. Here we go. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. (laughs) Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. And uh, it it is marketing genius that you win the award and not even, not one box. They don't give you one box. They give me a beautiful trophy, mm. which is made by the people that make the Emmy Awards or the one of them, whatever the big uh, award. It is the Emmy Award Emmy company. Emmy Awards. Oscars. Oscars. It's the Oscars. They make the Oscars. That's I my the same company also makes yeah. the Emmy Awards. Really? It's been a two-bell show for me. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> so uh, I get the award. Um, and I get to buy the cigars. The box itself is pretty cool. It's a box of 10. Box of 10. And uh, it looks like an award itself. Yeah. So everybody gets to win the award if you spend $200 on the box of cigars. <laughs> uh, but we went to a bunch of them. Uh, and that was nice of the people to uh, basically pay homage to me and buy the cigar because they knew I won the award. And they kind of, almost to me, is like them saying, pat me on the back. We have a podiatrist in Oregon that's been ordering them through mail order. It's going to be very sad to see them go. Yeah, yeah. Podiatrist. Yeah. Which is what? It's really into feet. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, feet. Likes guy. the feet. Like the feet. He's very, very sneaky, sir. All right, so uh, this is at the Davidoff. All right, we are going to light our Davidoff Golden Panda Hold water. on, time out. I saw you, I saw you pre-lighting this thing or pre-drawing. Yeah. What are you getting on? This is an interesting... Uh, Molasses. No, no, it's not molasses. It is. Does this happen to me because they say it? <laughs> All right, it's friggin' molasses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. That one deserved a There we go. So we're going to light up our uh, Barry Stein special here. <laughs> this is my cigar. Vertigo I got Vortex. A, I got another uh, probably. No, he's having a two-bell show. This now just became his cigar. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got till tomorrow night, and then that's it. Fat Bottom Girl Lighter. Yeah. We have our Fat Bottom Girl Lighter Make featuring the, rocking world go around. the Big Ass Tank. What is it called? This is the Vortex, the Vertigo Vortex. Vertigo Vor- Vortex. Dual action trigger. You push down on the trigger. The top flips for you. Three jets, pinpoint accuracy, patented fat bottom tank, $14.99. Value. It is. Huge value. You know what my favorite thing about this lighter is? It works every time? Beside that, when it's sitting on the table because of the fat bottom, it's hard to knock it over. So it's not going to, like, roll off the table. And I mean, it's, it's not round. It, it stands up it. and it's not sit down. It's not underneath your papers. You don't yeah. have to fumble yeah. to find it. There yep. it is standing up. It's, got a, it's a big win. Yeah, it sits erect on Vortex. the Vortex. It's good. Ask for it by name. Tell them the guys from the Cigar Authority sent you. Huh? If they end up saying that? Wouldn't that be nice? It'd be nice. So why wait? Why wait for the rumors that we're about to hear when we get the trade show when we can make them up ourselves? This, I've got some theories, but I want, I, want to right, hear you, I want to hear yours first. We'll kind of play off each other a little bit. All right. Bit. So we'll take turns <clears throat> or whatever because I've got about six of them here. <laughs> Sure why. All right. So, I don't know where to go here. They're all so good. <laughs> Should I leave the, leave the hanging one? All right, I'm going to go with a little funny one right now. Swisher 
which is now own, they own Drew Estates. Swisha Cigars, distributor of Hoya de Nicaragua. They own Drew Estates, but they're the distributor for Hoya de Nicaragua. When they took over, they ended up getting the Hoya de Nicaragua account to do distribution. Turns out that they are not going to do that anymore, that Swisher decides we, we don't want to distribute for anybody but, our, by, but ourselves. Again, folks, I want to preface this. But this I'm, is a theory. It's, it's a theory. I'm making it up. That Swisher decides we don't want to distribute anybody's cigars but our own because they never have before, and they, and they inherited this. Um, Hoy de so Hoy de Nicaragua is off on their own. By the way, Hoy de Nicaragua now makes Steve Saka's new cigar brand that's out there. Hoy de Nicaragua also makes Omar de Frias a cigar, Fratello. Great cigar. So they all get together and they form the new company, Osaka Nicaragua. All right. So now if that's the case. Omar for Omar de Frias, Osaka Nicaragua is the new company. Now, here's my theory on this. <laughs> they get sued by Edgar Hoyle, the one-shot, one-kill guy, Usak. Osak. And they have to change their name in the first month of being in business. And now Steve Saka gets his dream. He gets to be the first one on the bill. Saka o Nicaragua. Ooh, Saka o Nicaragua. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Osaka, Nicaragua. Huh? Now, nice, the sickest nice thing would be as if this happened. Right. <laughs> it would be the sickest thing. Go ahead, Mr. Jonathan. Let's see what you got. All right. Um, I've got a theory about Robert Caldwell. He gets his, he, he does uh, rebranding and remarketing of people's limited editions that either didn't sell out or they're overruns. It's kind oh, of something cool. that he's becoming known for. So Camacho buys him out, gives him a job, and his job is to do that same thing for all things Camacho and Davidoff. That becomes his job. Boom. And who buys him out? That would be Camacho or Davidoff. Okay. And now he works for them. He works for them. Exclusively. And, they, and, he, and, he, and he doesn't buy cigars from other people. He just buys them from himself. Well, he's no. not buying them anymore. His job yeah. just becomes to, to brand re -brand the ambassador them, to that rebrand them. What is that called, Barry? The by the way, his company that he does on that. Oh wow, the the secondary company that he has. Uh, Swollen yeah. male chicken. No, that's one of some of the yeah. names, and they got yellow cake, and they got all kinds of different uh, oddball names of these things because they're just one off short shot runs. But whatever, yeah. it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. All right. Some, so, some, you're some, up, Barrett. Somebody in the chat box will get this. Well, I think that uh, we saw that's why I do a lot of limited release, releases again, building up a little bit of capital. You notice on Instagram that Pete's taking a lot of pictures of wine. The wine that he's done is probably getting close to be ready to be released. They say he sells off the cigar side of the business, and he focuses on wine. So he sell, he's getting out of the business. Getting out just before or just after the FDA hits. And he moves to the wine industry. And just sells out the company. Well, the person he could sell out to, if you want to add to this, would be Altadis, who he's making the Henry Clay for. And yeah. this might be a little test to see how well that goes. He's got the juice. He takes oh, off. Right. He's got some juice. And he gets into grape juice, basically, and uh, does the wine. All right. So now that brings me to my theory. 
after he sells Tatuaje to Altadis, he and Casey sell Latillier to Don Pepin Garcia, making two sales happen. Mm-hmm. And actually, nothing changes. He continues to work for Latillier <laughs> because if there is a non compete, the non compete, he already has this other company, Latillier. He he, he's, he's already, already in. It's a separate company altogether. So he sells that company and continues to work with the Pepin. Simultaneously. Boom. Two sales, nothing changes. There we go. And moving back to Caldwell, the company's lost and found. Lost and found is right. Great name. Three. Three. In one you day. You Googled it. That is not <laughs> well, count as an official it. bell. And then when I moved back to the chat room, our friend John Carney had the answer to. There we go. Okay, so Barry, uh, what do you got? Well, there's been an email going around that states that there are listening devices in boxes of Swisher Sweets. And there's also a YouTube video to that effect. Yep, and stoves. putting listening devices inside boxes of Swisher Sweet cigars. Well, the flavor packs. The flavor packs. Yeah. So yeah. it's going to come out that it's going to become a realization that Jonathan Drew is the Chuck Barris of the cigar industry. There we go. The Gong Show. Chuck I, Barris. I have no idea who that is. Yeah, he ended up being a uh, informant for the CIA. the CIA. Chuck Barris. You remember the Gong Show? Nope. You know that I'm only 37. You don't know what the gong show I've was? I've heard of the gong show. I've, I've heard never of the gong. Like, seen. You don't that's know the bong. gong? That's a drug test. It's just like America's Got it. Talent or one of those shows. Okay. The original. It'll, the original America. one. But they, and they get the gong and you're pulled? You're gone. Okay. If they end up hitting the gong, you were out. If not, you get points and then somebody wins what, at the what end What was the name of the, the guy that was the dancing machine? Gene Gene. The dancing Dance machine. machine. Nothing. You got to watch it. All right. And I'm Chuck the, Barris. I'm the gay one. <laughs> I'm Ch- the gay one. Chuck Barris was a um, uh, game show guy. He did um, the dating game, and they um, wasn't that Wink Martin. No, that wasn't Wink Martin. No, but Wink Martin, there was a different show. He might. Chuck Barris wasn't the announcer of it. He created it. Ah, I'm out. And he created the newlywed game and the dating game, along with lots of other things. Hollywood and, Squares. Did he create that? No. But it turns out... Password? That, no. But it, he Wheel all, of Fortune? No. <laughs> we that, should end that, every show with a dating game kiss. Wheel of Fortune was um, Merv Griffin. Yeah. Uh, Merv Griffin. But um, at the end of it, they figured out that all the time he was doing this, he was working for the CIA undercover. Come on. Yeah. Man. So that, that's what? his Do point of there. What was he, what was he, what was he stinging? There's like, a movie about him, right? Yeah. There's a movie about what him. What was he hired to... To investigate, like, why would you have him as a sting guy? Like, contestants know. or the show? Was it rigged? I mean, no, I, it wasn't about the show. But, but oh. that was his front of that. He was Chuck Barris, very famous. So, I, and ah, uh, in the, the whole wow. time he he'd, be, he'd go off to to uh, um, foreign countries and stuff no and kidding. undercover. Meanwhile, here is his other Clark yeah. Kent identity. Correct, ah, correct. Wow. And the name of the movie was Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Yes. All right, so new theory is Pat Sajak and Alex Trebek (laughs) come out of the closet and they've been dating each other for years, unbeknownst to their wives. Okay, I got a theory. It's my turn, right? Yeah. Okay, so you know Rocky Patel loses Indian tobacco. Phil Zhang ends up taking Indian tobacco back (laughs) after all these years. Indian Motorcycle Cigar Company will be launched at the IPCPR trade show today. So cool. So, yeah, cool looking and everything. So, Rocky, where does he go? He ends up losing a big brand that had high volume, especially in the mail order catalogs. Rocky Patel acquires Gurkha Cigars. Ah, that's interesting. Huh? That is interesting. He could play. Not as interesting as we are seeing that there's a little subtle battle going back and forth between 
Padron and Davidoff right now. Mm. Now, that's what we talked about last well, week. There's a subtle thing going on there. Subtle. So Padron needs access to Dominican tobacco. Fuente, because Padron's come out with their, their new 50th cigar, they're getting all the accolades. Davidoff is firing in all cylinders, as Dave likes to say. So Fuente's been shooting. a little bit... I like to say shooting. <laughs> they've been a little bit sidelined, even though they were one of the big players for a long time. So Padron and Fuente team up so that they have access to each other's tobacco. Huh? And they... They, they, join they, be, they join and become a partnership. That would be a monster partnership. Puffuente. Or Fuentrone. I believe, first off, the egos would never, it would never end up. You're not allowed to shoot down my theories. Barry's had a lot of holes in it. Like Pete can't get distribution (laughs) for his wine in all 50 states because that's how the liquor industry works. I didn't say any of that. All right. right, My one theory that's definitely going to come true is in a year of a lot of new releases, Kilo will be like the ball player that gets drafted late and goes on to a Hall of Fame career. Do you hurt? Like, did, does it hurt to break your arm patting yourself on the back? No, I learned from you the correct way to do it. Oh. All right. We're going to see what Kilo does. I saw. At booth 17774, whatever it is. Oh, bringing it down. Yeah. It's going to be launched the, bo- the show. I'll tell you, I saw the boxes on Facebook. Pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, Pretty cool. impressive. Although they spelled it wrong on the bottom, bottom box. No way. Yep, the cliche that I sent, we looked at the file, it was right. And for some odd reason, Cigar Rings Nicaragua that did the cliche, they decided to redo it. And instead of saying exclusively distributed by United Cigar, it says exclusively distributed by United Cigar. Which is how they pronounce it. They just spelled it phonetically. Yeah. Printed at the bottom. But it's at the bottom and you're not going to know what it is. Collector's edition. Collector's edition. Absolutely. Because it will be corrected on the next run. It's like that Billy Ripken baseball card. Bam, yeah. Yes, 100%. There you go. There you go. Okay. Um, who is it? Who's up next? You're up. I'm up. Uh, I'm going to go with, with the success of Aging Room and Rafael Nadal uh, making the Romeo for Altadis. That Rafael sells out to Altadis and becomes a spokesman and executive for Altadis. Can you imagine? He's going to close it up and he's going to go there. Why else would he do such a thing? Why would they do it with him? Something's up. I'm making this up, but... That's what I'm going That's your with. theory. All right. This one is going to blow the doors off you boys. Okay. Davidoff has this golden band cigar that we're smoking. There we go. Wouldn't it be great if this cigar had actual gold as the wrapper? They buy Daniel Marshall for two reasons. They get his humidors with a factory to make humidors, and they get to release the golden band gold edition with an actual gold leaf. The year after the I get the regular brand? <laughs> And then they end up coming up with one really made of gold? Um, that's just my theory. That would be pretty awesome. What would be interesting is if somebody from one of the higher-ups of one of these companies hears these ideas and actually runs with it, and we find out that that's why years from now. Oh, yeah. Okay, Barry. Someone will go to jail over the Hiroshi Rabanya debacle because he's a Cuban national and there's still an embargo uh, in place. All right, so nobody knows what that is because that's new news. If they haven't been reading the Cigar Authority, they don't know that Hiroshi, <coughs> Hiroshi Robania, which is HR Cigars, which was, from what I understood, made and distributed by Cubanacan, right. uh, they broke ties with each other this week. And they, uh, Hiroshi Robania leaves and goes with La Polina Cigars. This is not 
a made-up thing. This really that happened. That actually did happen. This really happened. And Cubanicon was, had a partnership with a factory or something that was making the HR cigar and the Cubanicon, and they will continue to make the HR cigar and not make the Cubanicon. Which, don't, didn't they retain... Hmm. The distribution for HR, so it doesn't even matter if Hiroshi goes, he can yeah. go wherever he wants. Supposedly, Kubanakan has the distribution rights in the U.S., and they're saying they're still going to sell the cigar at the trade show. But Hiroshi Rabanya owns the trademark, and he's saying that Kubanakan won't sell the cigar. So it's that gonna, it's going to be, be interesting. It's going to be well, ugly. It's going to get ugly because they have the rights to it, and there you may see the HR brand at both places. Because guess who has the existing product? Cubanicon. Right. They're, all they're, all I'm going to say is, if you like the Sublime as much as I do, you better do what I'm going to do. Buy them before you can. Buy them before. Because yeah. something's going to change, right? Something's either going to change or go away. And, and that Sublime size is unbelievably and good. they could hurt the brand if they chose to lower the prices. True. Hey, we want to get rid of our existing stock. We have the distribution. Instead of it being $18 a stick, we're now going to sell it where it'll be $9 a stick. That would hurt I will the buy. Brand. I will buy them all myself if that's the case. That Depends on how malicious this thing's going to get. It's going to get ugly, and we're going to see it firsthand um, right at the show. So there's no doubt about it. So, Mr. Jonathan, let's look. Take a peek into the mailbag. See some stuff that's going on there. <laughs> Thought I saw Chuck reaching for the thing. Congratulations, Skippy! You've got mail. Hey, yep. You've got mail. There's a letter in your mailbox. All right, the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, and it's from our good friend Larry Thomas uh, of Old Stogie Cigars. Uh, hey, guys, I make an effort to watch every Saturday, and for a long time I always thought if you could announce before the end of the show one or two of the cigars you'll be smoking next week so we can actually light them up, light them up, light them up with you guys and be able to compare your take on the cigars with our own. I think he just doesn't believe that Barry's tasting molasses. Right. Uh, possibly have a link on two guys where we could maybe purchase the, in quotes, show cigars, like on Monday or Tuesday, and have them shipped to us so we can have them by Saturday. Try to keep the price point with shipping low enough that most of the audience can afford them and enjoy them with you. Uh, just an idea. Keep up your great work. I love learning and laughing at your antics. Signed, Larry Thomas from uh, Straytor, Illinois. Well, Larry, we got this question a whole bunch of times, and you finally pushed us over the limit. There's only so many times I can hear the same thing. I have to act on it. I have to do something. So we're going to do it right now, right at this moment. So the Cigar Authority is proud to announce the Cigar Authority Care Package. Each month, you will be billed and sent the Cigar Authority's Care Package with four cigars in it. They will, they will be cigars that will be most likely smoked on upcoming shows during that month. I say most likely as sometimes new releases and unforeseen consequences may arise. And it may take Circumstances? Yeah. I wrote consequences, right? <laughs> uh, may arise, and it may take a week or two longer than expected to get those smokes on that particular timeline, but we will get to it. Very cool. If you get those cigars. The Cigar Authority Care Package is just nineteen ninety nine per shipment for cigars, which includes shipping and handling. 
Plus, you can quit anytime. Once you've signed up, anytime you want to stop, you can quit, but you won't because this will be the best bargain in the cigar industry. It's four cigars, including shipping for $19.99, and it's going to be different stuff, and it's the stuff we're going to smoke on the show. We will accept new memberships from time to time and may stop accepting members at certain points for certain reasons. Right now, today, at this moment, you're listening to the show, it's opened up. You can go on to the Cigar Authority, you click the button, it's going to take you to, unfortunately, to ourselves, to, for us to ship it for uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop, that's going to ship those cigars out to you at the end of each month. Again, 1999 is what you're going to be billed when we send that out to you. And each month, at the end of the month, we're going to do 1999 until you say stop. You're not going to say stop. Four cigars. Well, l- let's say today was the day you yeah. were smoking it. Yeah, you it's made a out. $7 yeah. Amadeus in a $21.50 Davidoff yeah. Golden Band Award cigar. And you'd get a total of four cigars. Not four of the same cigars, four different cigars. So now's the time. Limit one per person. So this is not going to be a smoking for the month, just buy 10 of the yeah, things. Yeah, the goal, and we went back and forth on this, the yeah. goal is not to sell cigars. The goal is, because we get this so often, to get so that our listening audience can smoke along with us. And this obviously is- not a moneymaker. If you can do the math, we're paying <laughs> for the shipping too. Uh, we'll probably lose. Um, we're going to see what ends up happening, and, and maybe before you throw in the towel and say that's enough, we may throw in the right. towel and say that's <laughs> enough. I don't know. But right now, what do you do, Barry? You just go on to? You go on to the CigarAuthority.com. The very first banner on the right-hand side says the Cigar Authority Care Package. You click on that. It'll take you to TwoGuysCigars.com, and just feel free to order one. Order one. Think and about it. $5.50 to ship through the post office. Right. That leaves fourteen fifty for four cigars. Yeah, yeah. The cigars are definitely going to average more than $3 yeah. How, and change a cigar. It's impossible. So. How does that repeat itself? How does what repeat itself? Like he's saying you can stop it at any time. It'll oh. build, be billed recurringly monthly. Okay. But if you shoot an email to the uh, twoguyscigars.com. Yeah. Or, you, billing, yeah, you, or you call them, them up yeah. and you call tell them, them that's it. I'm done. They'll remove you from the list, and you won't be getting them anymore. But when you're going to be getting thirty dollars worth of cigars for twenty dollars a month, you're not going to want to stop. And you get to participate too. I mean, right. yeah. So it's you value. know, and one week we may smoke one cigar from the care package and one not from the care package. But during the month, we'll get through four because certainly we smoke more cigars than four cigars during there. But we'll get it in. As I say, I'm going to leave that caveat up there that maybe one of those cigars don't make it until the following month to get done. And that's because somebody brought us some brand new cigar that right. they gave us four of, and that's it. And it ended up eating one of the spots of the plan, which is going to require us a little more work. We're going to have to pre-plan what we're going to smoke for the show. Yep. You know, not every single one because things come up all the time. But we're going to have to say, okay, here's four cigars in advance. We're going to think we're going to get to. And Larry, to tell you the truth, I mean that's the problem. I mean this morning. We said, okay, we got to tape the show, and we just did a show Saturday, uh, and um, we're going to have all new cigars next week. What are we going to smoke? And then it's like, okay, this is it for Davidoff Golden Band. Let's do that. And you know what? Let's have a Recluse Cigar. Uh, They're a sponsor. We want to support them. Uh, So let's do that. And that's a last minute. This is what we're going to do. We're going to have to smarten up. We're going to have to... 
do a little yeah, work you in are. advance. And, yeah, you <laughs> are. <laughs> and you know it, too. So, anyway, that's that. So, uh, that's the mailbag, and uh, that's us doing something about it. So, um, where do we stand with the FDA, Dave? And what are the chances of new cigars coming out after this week? That is the thing. FDA is ready to drop the bomb any minute. Uh, we're all thrilled if we make it through the through the trade show. I'm scared to death, like it happened in New Hampshire that uh, law took effect last year while we were at the trade show. It's like they know the trade show is going on, and they gonna, know, and they drop the ball while the thing is going on, so everybody knows it. I don't know, uh, but if we get through it. Uh, it's a, just a matter of time that FDA is going to take control. When they do, no new cigars come out, and uh, that's the end of that. And I hope it never happens, but um, that's that. So what do you got in the mailbag? All right, another message submitted for, uh, via the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. This is Stephen writing to us. We have no idea from where. While I look forward to David's editorials on a weekly basis, which have become a great addition to the website, Listening to the show has become like listening to a repeat as all you guys are doing is repeating the stuff that is already on the website. Hmm. But wait. Also this week, George writes. Just wanted to let you know I love the website and check it on a regular basis. I love the no-nonsense, straightforward reviews and news. I have yet to check out the podcast, but I've heard great things. Keep it up. Aha! So... Here, we're double dipping here, just so you know. Yeah. So when we, when we do repeat something that's on the web, we listen, the news and the new cigar brands that come out and stuff, we're giving you this information on a daily basis, and once a week we get together and we talk, and I'm sure it goes the other way around. There's people just listening to this mess right. and never checking. We love you to do both, but, but the reality how, much, is- how much do you ask for them to do everything, you know? So we'll take it any way we can, but um, maybe one thought was to do the show and then post your editorial. That's one idea. But a lot of people listen to the show after the fact. Mm. Over a million downloads, a million four hundred thousand downloads of the show. That's people not listening live. Right. That's the people. Or they like the it so much. They want to listen to it twice. Yeah, they, they yeah. wanted to hear it twice. I, I don't think so. But okay. Well, Mark yeah. in the chat room went back to listen to our rumor show from last year. Which he had heard live the original uh, time. Just to see how. <laughs> just to see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Smart man. And, and see if this Osaka, whatever thing I said, <laughs> right, is going to come true. Osaka, Nicaragua. Osaka, Nicaragua. Steve, I know you're listening, Steve Saka. That's the fun with and, that commercial. And he said, yeah. <laughs> Could write a song about it. Go something like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather not. All, all of a sudden, I have the urge to do some sake bombs. Yeah, there we go. All right. Why don't we take a peek into the asylum? They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80. That's insane. That's Asylum. The tobacco prevention industry has to use every journal of medicine under the sun when they can't get published in the New England Journal of Medicine. Boys... 
I would like you to meet the best German researcher ever, and I would argue perhaps the best researcher ever, Dr. Karen Weatherby. She has published in the New England Journal of Medicine that a study including 200 healthy men over the course of five years, including three separate hospitals, has concluded that men looking at busty women for 10 minutes every day will extend their lifespan by an average of five years. The older you are, the bigger the cup size you will need. As a point of measure, she recommends that once you are over the age of 40, you should be starting at D cups and then moving on to larger. Uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot was quoted as uh, wondering if his hobby of the whole big butts thing would extend uh, by just a couple of years. That's insane. That's asylum. They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away. So what you're saying is, if you look at big busted women, you live longer. Yes. Unless you're married. <laughs> right? Touche. Unless you're married. Well, I would have to imagine that some of these men were married. There we go. So what you may have to add some extracurricular activities while the wife is at work. Next week we return from the show. With the stories and uh, of all the things that happen at the trade show, along with Lord Baltimore. Cigar retailer Steve Castro, no relation, joins us. He's a retailer out of Maryland. He joins, joins us to talk about the show and all the antics and things that go on there. He owns 11 stores, so it'd be, it's perfect to have him on the air, and he'll tell us uh, what he thought was hot and what's happening and all that stuff. So uh, catch that next week. But uh, we still have a segment to go when we come back. Good news and bad news in the cigar industry. We got it all, or none of it. Mr. Jonathan says he's got a really good recluse tweet of the week. I do. We'll be the judge of that. Old Fart Freddy and lots more. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Savor this moment, the sparks of conversation, the anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this, a cigar that makes this moment classic. The Avo Classic. Savor a composition of handcrafted Dominican leaf, graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco. Richly complex, yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors. A duet of two cigar virtuosos, jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesian and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic. Savor every note. Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete AVO line at avo.com. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. Uh, what does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid, a dwarf, uh, a little person. No, 
She's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Fleur de Lorraine cigars. Simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Fleur de Lorraine. Stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as... Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. Hey, Jack, I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. Really? What's it called? Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal? Is it really different from the other magazines? It is. Cigar Journal is all about cigars. None of the nonsense you see in other magazines. Really? Yeah, it has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. Is it a little newsletter? No, I think you'll be very impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, a thick cover, and is strictly for the cigar enthusiast. They cover cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. That sounds interesting. Where can I buy it? Cigar Journal is available at local cigar retailers and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. I'll sign up today. Hi, this is Nestor Miranda from Miami Cigar, and you are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And we're back. Good news, Barry. 
Bad news, Mr. Jonathan, or the other way around. We got it all. Mr. Jonathan says he got some really good tweets. We're going to see about that. Old Fart Freddy, new trademarks, and lots more. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. So uh, we've got some good news and some bad news. Yeah. The uh, bad news is we have no bad news. And the good news is that we have no bad news. There's so much news going on, and you guys have no news. We have Next no news. week, we got a lot of news coming. That's the issue. Everyone's holding back on the news. No news. We got one trademark. One trademark. This week, uh, Miami Cigar and Company filed for coffee break. Which coffee. Is coffee. Coffee it's, break, which is a new line under the Tatiana umbrella. It's New, new York. Coffee. 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 New York. Water. Coffee and water. Um, okay. Uh, right now, it's time to go into the aging room with our friend Old Fart Freddy. It's time to step into the aging room. Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy. Nowadays, women have to seat themselves at a restaurant. In my day, even if we went to a bar, you always pushed in your lady's stool. Not because she couldn't do it herself, but because it felt good to be a man. Nowadays, homes are filled with fake scents fake flowers, and stuffed animals. Uh, You think you know where I'm going with this one, don't you, Dave? But in my day, we relied on flowers for keeping our home smelling nice and looking pretty. Mama Fat Freddy loved the way her tulips looked on Papa Fat Freddy's pipe organ. Oh, God. Nowadays, you can buy olive, virgin olive, and extra virgin olive oil, which are from different stages of cold-pressing the olives. In my day, we violated our olives with heat. They, in turn, dated a loser and a wife beater, got pregnant, and moved into a trailer park complex with their mother. It was so hard to find a good olive back then. We were stool-pushing, olive-violating men with tulips on their old man's organ. Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar even better. Just like aging rum cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco, Try Aging Room Cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged. Some are not. Did you think I said tulips, you sick bastards? I was talking about the flowers. I swear sure I heard you this were. before. I played it for you last week. So we didn't have this it. last week? No, we did no. not. Absolutely not? Absolutely not. You heard it. Because don't, I... don't even tell me I'm getting used to it now. <laughs> <laughs> don't even say it. All right, so you say you got some great tweets. I got some great tweets. We, we smoked a recluse Amadeus today, so this would be the time to knock it out nail give it. The, and, the, and nail it. All right, here I'm we ready. go. It's time for the social media segment brought to you by Recluse Cigars, the cigars that were built on social media. All Recluse Cigars go through eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years to guarantee you balanced flavor. Try a Recluse Cigar today, and these are the best tweets I saw all week. Getting a lot of spam emails. Lose weight. Enlarge your manhood. Oh, wait. Those are for my wife. Ah. Jehovah's Witnesses should preach on Halloween night. People might actually answer the door. (laughs) Wondering how long I would be on hold if my call wasn't important to them. Making fun of dinosaurs to a paleontologist is a great way to get giraffes kicked. That's giraffe kicked. kicked right. And the best tweet I saw all week, it's getting harder and harder to tell Dog the Bounty Hunter and his wife 
apart. True. <laughs> Today's social media segment was brought to you by Recluse Cigars, rolled N2 Bar, the old Cuban way for an effortless and perfect draw every time. Every time. Every time. Dave, just to interject really quick, we've had a few people jump into the chat room asking how to get the cigars we mentioned earlier. Just once again, it's on the cigarauthority.com. What on you do is right you open side, your eyes. You click that. And read. It'll take you right to the place of purchase. There we go. Beautiful. They're asking. They're asking. Smart. I'm used to trying to sell things, and, and this one, when you give it away, you know, they, they all want to do it. So enjoying the hell out of the Davidoff Golden Band. Tastes Davidoff, like folks, if success. you're listening, I like it a lot. I would recommend you give me the award again this year. But I'm just saying. I'm <laughs> With just the saying. gold on the band. Right. Yeah, by yep. Daniel Marshall. After you by Daniel Marshall. And then- and you've heard it all before anyway. We've heard a lot of things. Number one question asked in cigar stores across the country is? What's new? What's new? They want to know what's new, and we tell you every week what's new, all the new cigars coming out. This is the trade show, everything, what's new. But this time in my editorial, I wanted to think about the number two most asked you, question in the cigar. You are industry. enamored with the number two for some reason. This is the time. It's probably number one right now at this time of year because there's all the, the excitement and everybody talking about going to the trade show. So everybody's already always interested in our industry at this time of year. Not so much in January and February when there's no business. Right. But now when it's booming in business, the trade show's going on and all the new stuff's coming out. So you've heard it before, the number one question asked in cigar stores at least the past few years, unquestionably, what's new? Maybe in the future they'll change that. Barry made that recommendation from what's new to what's good. Mm. Wouldn't that be better? What's good? Because not necessarily what's new is what's best, but what's good. When, and especially when the FDA stops the brands and sizes and new stuff coming out, it will have to be what's good. The fact is what's new is not always what's good, but there's not really what I want to discuss today. Uh, I don't want to talk about the number one question asked in cigar shops across America. I want to talk about the second most asked questions in cigar shops across America. Do you know what it is? I do. If you're a cigar retailer, I bet you do. Think about it. How many people have asked you, how do I get in the cigar business? If you're a cigar smoker, a cigar lover of the leaf, if you're reading this, if you're listening to what I'm having to say here, I bet you have either asked a question or, at the very least, thought about it. How do I get in the cigar business? If you love cigars, wouldn't it just make sense to do what you love? Not necessarily. Just because you love smoking cigars doesn't mean you'd be happy or even good in the business of cigars while you're thinking about True. it. True. What part of the business would you even consider? Because there's lots of forms and lots of parts of the cigar business. Some options to consider would include manufacturing, brand owning, manufacturer's representative, independent representative, retailer, or in the media, like all the things that we do, except we don't make cigars. Right. Let's look at them one by one and see if we can take away some myths and misconceptions of that, and you guys jump in anytime you want. The first and biggest move would be manufacturing, full-blown manufacturing. This requires you to move, yes, move to these third-world countries. Right. Are you prepared to do that? No. To do it right, you need to live there and get your hands dirty. You need to know about farming, fertilization, all aspects of agricultural, and employment management because you're going to employ thousands of people. It also would require you a small fortune to actually pull it off correctly. 
you can take it from seed to the finished product, which would require years of inventory of tobacco, a huge labor force, and lots and lots of knowledge, and years and years of experience, which you can either get from your labor force, but it will require it for yourself also. Yeah, you could start now in five years from now, maybe have a brand that comes out. It's not going to be an overnight thing, that's for sure. Uh, It's a lifetime commitment. Um, usually multiple lifetimes built over generations. A lot of these companies you see are generational. Yeah. You know, my grandfather started it, and it, and it built into that. That's how long it takes. This is by far the biggest risk, but possibly the biggest reward if you pull it off correctly. There's not a lot of people worldwide doing the whole process. It's called vertical integration, and it's not happening a lot in this industry. If you're not born into this option, I recommend you stay away from it. It is gigantic move. It's a multi-million dollar proposition, and it may make you a million, millions of dollars and a fortune, but you may lose your fortune trying to pull it off. The next option to consider is manufacturing without the growing process. You, you purchase tobacco from growers. That is the majority of our industry that we're in. Uh, it must be aged, cured, and all kinds of other pre-industry components done to it or you're going to learn, need to know how to do it because they sell the raw tobacco. Then you have to go through all those other processes. Another part would be you would assemble and make the blends. You would need to know what goes where and why, combustion, right. and, and what tastes good together. It's uh, very complicated. Plus, you have to deal with the packaging, which could be made somewhere else. And you basically assemble the cigars, but there's lots more to be connected to it. And there's going to be a reason everybody's doing that. There's got to be a reason why somebody would buy your cigar. So the story behind it, in the case of the Golden Band right. Award, this is... You just make it, but then you, you have yeah, to Yeah, you can it. only buy this if you win the Golden Band Award. There's a story behind it. There's a reason to buy this over Yours. every other cigar in the shop. Right. Then there's exporting, taxes, distribution, and the sales itself of it. You've got to be able to sell it. So you need a sales force. Although far less complicated than the totally vert- vertically integrated option, this too can be very expensive because you will be needing to age tobacco and keep your blends consistent over years, which means carries lots and lots of inventory for years and years. Uh, even a small manufacturer's cost will far exceed a million dollars. This is a million dollar, multi-million dollar proposition, either way you look at it. The next option can be very affordable and is to many and probably the most popular uh, because its barrier to entry is the lowest in the, in the entire cigar industry. It's the brand owner. The brand owner may visit one or multiple manufacturers in some cases, even uh, other brand owners, to have a private label made for them. Yeah. Uh, like, much like a retailer does in a cigar store, uh, makes a private label brand for them. That's what a brand owner does also, make a private brand for us. Uh, for as little as 100 boxes of cigars per size, you can start out and begin uh, in a few different ways. The brand owner can supply the manufacturer with the bands and the packaging and choose an existing blend that the factory already makes or go through the long, drawn-out process of blending the entire new blend with existing tobacco the manufacturer has available. You want to talk about burning your palate out, Chuck. (laughs) 
smoke 30 blends that are that the only difference is an eighth of a leaf between right, right, each one. Right, Forget right, it. Right. Yeah. And, and, and the manufacturer already created something that works. Right. So a lot of people just take an existing product that's already out there and slap a different band and thing on it and market it differently. To go even deeper, the brand owner could secure other tobaccos for the manufacturer. Uh, this can be expensive because they would need different tobaccos that the manufacturer has in their factories already, so they would need to purchase them. The brand owner can go even deeper by basically leasing out space in factories and overseeing their production using their own tobacco and just utilizing the manufacturer's facilities and workforce. All these things are done, and I could name out the manufacturers that do all these different parts of it. Uh, the more components added and the deeper, more expensive the cost becomes. Being the lowest barrier to entry in the cigar business, we see lots of brand owners utilizing all forms discussed here, and we can go even deeper and get more creative as we go along. The next option is to become a rep. Okay, a rep, there are two different ways to become a rep in the cigar industry, a representative of a cigar company on the road. One is working for the manufacturer or brand owner. It can be the brand owner that doesn't really manufacture the cigars or the manufacturer themselves, but working directly for them, uh, but not owning a brand in any way. You're just representing the brand. The rep or company representative's job is to be the guy selling it to the retailers, handling the accounts on a day-to-day -day basis. This may or may not include store events, in-store events, and dealing directly with the consumers. When you, the consumer, sees the rep out in the cigar store, he may not own anything. He's just representing the company that he works for. There are area faces of the brands that work directly for the brand owner or manufacturer. They usually get paid a salary and get all or most of their expenses covered. Their cost to enter into this business is virtually zero, but the competition is very, very high. Fierce. The manufacturer or brand owners usually are looking for experience, and this is where the problem is. How do you get experience without getting the job? Well, I've been smoking cigars for three years, <laughs> right. Dave, so I should be able to sell them, right? There we go. Not necessarily cigar experience, but sales experience. Sell this pen. There we go. Yeah. Sell me this pen. There we go. Another option to represent a company is the independent broker. This option is where you can create your own company, an independent broker, the independency from manufacturers or brand owners. You are the company. You may, in most cases, carry multiple lines of brands from different manufacturers or brand owners. So you see a guy out there that's a rep that you bump into, and he handles a whole bunch of different lines. He's an independent rep. Uh, not, every, not every manufacturer likes that because their fear is, well... You know, you you're only, not paying attention you've to got us. 22 brands. You, how, what's, what are the odds you're going to pitch my brand while you're sitting there? Here we go. So this is typically a commission-based uh, pay, uh, and all the expenses fall on the broker himself, including his automobile expenses, gas, telephone, taxes, health insurance, uh, anything just, and everything. Just write it off. Yeah, just write, no, just write it off. Of course. So uh, you, have, of course, have to make more money than that to be able to write it off. They only get paid if they sell it to the retailer, and the retailer sells it and then rebuys it, and that's the way their life goes. Mm. Small manufacturers or smaller brand owners usually choose this option as they only have to pay for the sales. The more the rep sells, the more money they make, but all the expenses belong to the independent broker. 
a risky option for a job as it is very possible there are times that the broker loses money and there is no commission to pay especially up here in the winter months and things that happen there. The independent rep runs the risk of building a brand and having that brand get so popular in sales and growth so high that the manufacturer or brand owner chooses to then go in-house. That's in quotes right there, in-house. With a company rep. So in other words, you lose your job because you're making so much money, they go to the company rep who will work for them and get a salary while capping the commission at that point. So this is the the, um, double-edged sword that they live by. Right. This has always been a tough time for the independent broker. Help build a brand and with too much success, lose it because of its success, and then you must begin this process again and again. So you've got to be good, another brand. but not great. Not too good, right? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, uh, a recipe for mediocrity is what that go. is. There you go. Don't overachieve. So it's a tough racket and might look like a lot of fun games to the average person as you see that rep out there, but it's a lonely game of cheap hotels, long days, and lots of miles. Hookers, too. You've got to have hookers. My hat goes off to all those road warriors. It's a tough job that I know cigar smokers look at as an awesome job, and they m- may wish to get in. But we know now things are not as they always appear. Yeah. And finally, there's the retailer. This looks like an easy gig, doesn't it? Retailers sitting around all day, drinking and smoking cigars, hanging out with their buddies. They just put out a sign, and they line up to buy from you, right? Cheers. That's what you think, and that's how it will work. And if you think that, that is the recipe for disaster. In this business and every business, doing retail reasonably good requires a lot of time, effort, sacrifice, and dedication. This is the part of the industry that I know and love the best. It has its fun times, including sitting around and smoking with your friends, but it also requires lots of work on the back end. Retailers responsibility for the, are responsible for their employees' salaries and all payroll, no matter what. They must get paid before the owner. Actually, the retailer is paid at very last, before all the bills are paid, and sometimes not at all. Add to that taxes, insurance, upkeep of the location, marketing, promotion, inventory, accounts payable, including gas, electric, cable, computer upkeep, and a whole bunch of other stuff too numerous to mention. All this lies on the shoulder of the retailer who, while trying to to satisfy existing customers, building new ones, and paying all its expenses and labor, is trying to squeak out some sort of profit, if possible, to build this company. Not to keep it, but to put it into his company to build it more. Let's not forget the upfront cost where you can invest your lifetime savings just to build out that operation. The build-out includes the humidor, the computers, the displays, decorations, signage, and oh yeah, the inventory. And how will anybody know you even opened your business? You must advertise and promote yourself. To do retail properly, properly, you need to be have backup product, some to show and some to go, to sell. And while you're at it, a clean and well-designed, workable location in a decent area where people can find you. This requires $300,000 to $500,000 upfront costs, and you must be married to the business at that point. People ask me this question all the time. $300,000 to $500,000 minimum. Upfront. 
and be prepared to work every day at that point. You're married to the business. No more 40-hour week, my friends. Open early and close late. You need to be there for your customers, your customers that you don't even have yet. How long do you think it will take you to recoup all the investment before you see the first dime? Usually three to five years before you even see a penny of it, if you're doing it near perfect. A good retailer needs continuing education about business, uh, not just about cigars. So it's continuing business education, dedication, total devotion to it. Ongoing business education is in this ever-changing world is a must. You might think that you know everything about cigars, but you may know very little about running a cigar business. This is usually how and why most businesses fail. A great cook probably doesn't know how to run a restaurant properly for success. This is why restaurants are the biggest failing businesses. More good cooks fail in business than succeed. A great plumber, electrician, or carpenter might be very talented in their skills but can't manage price and operate a construction business. A cigar smoker doesn't necessarily know how to run and operate a good cigar business. The majority don't. There are other ways that you can get into the cigar business. You can learn how to grow tobacco and work in the fields and in the curing barns. It's tough work. You can learn how to roll cigars in the factories, but I'm guessing you won't like the salary of those options. Then there's blogging or doing podcasts, radio show, or hosting forums on the subject of cigar smoking. Maybe you want to be a a critic, criticizing new cigars and discussing the information about them. This should be considered a labor of love and not a business as it requires lots of of consistent cigar education and lots of time, which too costs money. Most bloggers pay for most of their cigars, their websites, their cost, their travel, and much more. Listen, we don't get free cigars. We buy them. Can I interject there? When I ran my old website, the last year I lived in New York, my cigar bill was almost $15,000. And I wanted to be able to write some of it off, and my accountant said I was friggin' nuts. And that's what you did. And that's what I did. Yep. Can't even write the things off. Nope. It's crazy. We hear the the word write-off all the time. If if you're a businessman, you know there's really no such thing. Oh, oh, just write it off. Oh, you know why he's selling that thing? He's just going to write it off. What the hell does that mean? I've been in business my whole life. I don't know what that means still to this day. Um, If you have that blog and you have a handful of sponsors, this too simply defrays the cost of operations. And few of these people ever see profit, ever. So what will it be? Do you want to get into the cigar business, an industry that is constantly regulated and taxed, an industry that is looked upon as evil by some and grouped by others in a bad way? If the answer is still yes, come on in. Personally, I love it. I can't get enough of it. I do it all. I've been in it for over 30 years, and I look forward to the next 30, God willing. It wasn't easy, and it's not easy now for me, and I've been in it for 30 years, and anyone who I've ever met in the cigar industry will tell you the same thing. It's not easy. The ones that are successful did it the hard way. They earned it, every single one of them without exception. Nobody in the cigar industry that I ever met got lucky. Absolutely not. That being said, the ones that failed, some of them did not deserve to fail, but some did. 
It's a tough racket, and it's not all fun and games. But sometimes it is. As we prepare for our annual trade show that's going on this week, I see people looking, thinking, and asking the number two question asked in cigar shops across America. How do I get into the cigar business? My question is, do you want to? After uh, hearing that, Dave, I'd like to give you my two weeks' notice. There we go. (laughs) So, listen, you you might as well know up front, and that's what that idea is for. Again, if you want to come in, come on in. And real quick. I love it. Out of that list, how many hats are you wearing? Every one except I don't make cigars. I don't have the factory. I I don't don't uh, buy tobacco. I don't buy tobacco. I, I deal with the people that are already pros in that. Yes, do I sample blends and decide if this is the cigar for the thing. But I, I don't say to him, you know what, you need some Perique in this. Right. Go out and buy some, and here's the money for I use the tobacco in that factory. If they don't have the kind of tobacco I'm doing, mm-hmm. then I have to do without. Or And sometimes I say, you know what, it doesn't work in this factory, and that's it. I'll try somewhere else. And sometimes I never come out with it because it's not what I thought it was going to be. And the reality is, it's not that you wear those hats because you enjoy particularly any one of them, you have to do them in order to be successful. You've got to have your hand in each one of those pots, and that is what makes our week so stressful and so confusing at times uh, because you've got to do it all. Right. You can't have tunnel vision. You have to be able to diversify. Yeah, and it's risk. You know, I'm not a gambling man, and people say, uh, oh, do you go, you know, you, you, when you go to Vegas at a trade show and stuff, how much gambling do you do? I did none. I'm in the cigar business. <laughs> I'm gambling every second. Right. You know, this is a big, risky business, you know, and uh, there's just so many people. Every every day, I mean, we have an employee that his father came in to us and said, yeah. uh, you know, we're thinking of getting into the cigar business. And uh, At the end, we, he was not interested. Well, I, <laughs> come, get a job here and, and see what it's all about. Yep, right. That's what you should do. Listen, if, you, if you're looking to open a restaurant, why don't you get a job at McDonald's for about a month? Absolutely. And then decide. Learn all aspects. And then you see, what's with this scrubbing the the grills and cleaning out the no. uh, the, uh, the grease and no, mopping the floors and get it like a mom and pop shop work no. there wherever man McDonald's yeah you're gonna learn it all you're gonna see it all you're, you're gonna, gonna learn see the it all yeah, yeah systems and everything that goes along with it gain thirty pounds because you can't stop eating the whoppers <laughs> I'm not a lucky guy you're not a lucky guy. You're hella lucky. You got me as an employee. Here we go. So uh, you see what I'm gonna, case I'm in gonna, point right there. I'm going right? to reiterate. Four bell show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, more cowbell. Nothing. It's fact, hard work. I watch you. I'm lucky that I'm healthy and I'm happy and, you know, my family and all that. But as far as the business itself, I mean, I had three stores I shut down, you know, and, and started all over again. And, and you look at somebody like Jonathan Drew that, that – lost it all and came back and bounced over. Uh, every one of them have stories. Every single one of these guys have. And you know what? That's how you learn. But, you know, you certainly don't want to do some of those million-dollar ones, lose it all, right? and, uh, you know, kind of walk before you run, I guess. Hey, I'm going to say this, that if it can go wrong for you, it does go wrong. I watch it every single day. You know, computer systems shutting down because they tweaked something to make it better and, it, and they don't fix it for free. You, it's yeah. thousands of dollars because they change something to make it better and it makes it worse and you've got to buy the new upgrade. It's terrible. So anyway, what do we think of this? Davidoff, Golden Band Cigar, the last time we're going to smoke this bad boy. Well, this is by far my favorite Davidoff. 
It is, and it's not your typical Davidoff. It's kind of made in the mold of Dave. It's full-bodied and robust. <laughs> oh, yeah. it, it is a full of body, but you were saying during the break or something, you find it as a cross. It, it, it reminds me of a cross between uh, Puro Oro and the Millennium Blend. When Millennium Blend first came out, it was darker, and it was more like this was. Millennium Blend changed. It mellowed out a bit. And, uh, it, it, it's like some, they tweak something, but that's actually a good analogy because the Puro Oro, which is an overlooked one, that's the one with the gold band on it, that is very full-bodied cigar. It is. It's strong. You know, uh, and I would say for anybody, you know, usually I say full, like Davidoff Nicaraguan is a full-bodied cigar for Davidoff. Right. Not a full-bodied cigar. No, I'll tell you this. If, pure you, if you like something like Opus X, for example, you know, you like that richer, fuller-bodied Dominican cigar, you owe it to yourself to smoke a Puro de Oro because that's, that's going to knock your socks off. Flavor bomb. It's got the strength you're looking for, the burn, like Davidoff burn. Even, oh, it's good. Even this one had the cold draw similarity of that rich molasses note that Opus has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Okay. All right, so that's it. We're at the IPCPR right now. We're, we're gathering the information, and we're getting the real rumors. We're getting the real stories, uh, more than rumors. Uh, acquisitions, who's buying who, um, you know, lawsuits. You're going to see uh, trademark issues. We're going to see new cigar brands. We're going to have all of it. And with us, with those stories, rumors, and lies, and I say lies because there'll be some of that too, uh, we'll get all the dirt. Joining us will be Castro. That's Steve Castro. No relations. He's a retailer with 11 cigar stores called Davidus in the Maryland area with his brother Dave. Steve's going to join us with his resurrected brand called Lord Byron. It's an old Cuban Lord brand. Baltimore. Lord, Lord Baltimore. Lord Baltimore. <laughs> Rioting in the streets. Here we go. Lord Baltimore brand. Uh, so uh, join us for all the fun when we come back. Uh, it'll be the show after the show. Uh, until then, for Mr. Jonathan, Barry Stein, Chuck Morrison, I'm David Garofalo. You've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And if you've learned nothing else in the last two hours and the last five years... When you happen to be smoking your Davidoff Golden Band Award cigar, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. We'll see you in 11 days, give or take. Is it 11 days? It's one week. Today's Saturday. Today's Saturday. (laughs) Right here on the United Cigar Radio Network. Take a trip into another world. CAO Columbia. The newest addition to CAO's World Blends is a delicious addition to the CAO collection. It's the first cigar to prominently feature Colombian tobacco and is a mild to medium-bodied blend boasting notes of toasted nuts sprinkled with briny nuances. Using a tobacco from the isolated mountainous region of Colombia, the Aiku Mazinga tobacco is a unique and rare find that provides a smoking experience won't forget. For a savory smoke that takes you to another world, visit CAO Columbia. Yeah, you want to know what Lenny Clark has to say about Two Guys Smoke Shop? Two guys, the Two Guys Smoke Shops guys are the nicest guys. And I'll tell you, sometimes you go into a cigar store, you really don't know what you're looking for. It's very intimidating. And a lot of times people have a tendency to be arrogant with you, like they know it all. Not those guys. I want the guys up at the Two Guys Smoke Shop. 
If you're a first-time smoker or you're looking for a great, go in and see them. They'll put you at ease. They'll make you feel at home. They'll get you the best guy you can get for the best deal. You can't beat it. And then whenever I'm in New Hampshire again, if I'm in high-speed police chase or something, I'll stop in and have a smoke with those two guys. Why, thank you, Lenny Clark. 